0: What's up, everybody? It is February 26th, 2018, and I'd like to welcome you to episode two of the Tech Audit TV podcast. My name is Brandon Hassler, and with me is someone who is near and dear to my heart, my older brother, but not taller brother, Matt Hassler. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. It feels good to be here. That's what I like to hear. You know what? I felt good to be here last week. Yeah, well, so it hasn't changed. That's good. Hopefully, we get a few
0: more of those episodes in that feel
1: good. I can't believe we've made it this far.
0: (laughs) So, we are recording here at the Stone Sheba Studio, located in the one and only downtown Provo, Utah. And in today's episode, we've got a number of things to cover today. Hopefully, we can get to all of them. Uh, big news this week, obviously, is uh, just over this weekend, I believe, Samsung revealed the uh, the details of the galaxy s9 i'll probably have more thoughts on that next week um, but my knee-jerk reaction is it seems like it's pretty much the same phone with the exception of the camera uh, i don't know if you had any other knee-jerk
1: reactions um my my knee-jerk reaction is i love that they kept the audio jack that's and I think it's a smart move because, well, there's a group of people out there who want to see certain things and they're pissed at Google for copying Apple and just following in so many different directions and Samsung, even though they get bagged on a lot for being like not having the best looking, um, what UI, uh, I've yep. never loved it. Um, touch I think, I don't know. Is it still called touch Do You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I've never loved the way it looks. So there's lots of little things that bug me, but. I don't know. I thought that was a pretty. I thought that was a smart move, just because you've got this huge group of holdover people that love that that they did it. It's a we're not going to follow you type move. I don't even know if it's technically smart, but I like that they did it.
0: Yes, I get a lot of uh, comments on. There's one video on on the uh, Tech Audit TV YouTube channel. Uh, about the Pixel 3 rumors, what we know, and uh, a lot of people in the comments putting their predictions. And of course, there's a nice slew of sarcastic comments saying that next year's the year where uh, the Google Pixel is going to have a notch. Uh, and then they're also going to have, uh, oh, I forget what the other big thing. I mean, there's Face ID or is that what they call it? Yeah, Face ID for Apple or the iPhone 10. But yeah, it seems like everyone's just like, well, whatever uh, iPhone is is doing, that's what uh, Google's going to be doing. So we'll actually be talking a little bit of a uh, Pixel Two today. So today's episode, first, we're going to just have we have some updates to last week's episode. So if you've listened to last week, you're going to enjoy some of these updates. Uh, but then the a lot of the show is just going to be uh, some. F- Uh, from listener feedback. So we've had a lot of you who have reached out after episode one. Thank you very much. And I just wanted to take this podcast to respond to some of your thoughts or questions. So with that said, let's get into it. The first update to last week, we talked about YouTube Red and uh, kind of their mediocre attempt at trying to make youtube red originals competitive with stuff like netflix or amazon prime video hulu um and facebook's obviously trying to get in the game as well with their own original series and frankly i think facebook has a better uh video lineup uh with with the people because they're actually getting uh, actual tv stars to do these little spin-off shows like uh who's the one that does dirty jobs uh is that mike Rowe? Mm mm-hmm Mike Rowe's got a Facebook original show. Stuff like that's interesting. Um, what we did miss? So this announcement. Hey, real per- quick
1: though, before you jump into that, yes. that makes me think Joel McHale has a Netflix original show that feels very much like a YouTube show. That's have you watched any of it? I have not. It. It. I was just commenting on this to Serena last night um, that as, that we were watching, and I go, this "Feels like a YouTube show. Feels like Netflix is doing more of that.
0: More of an authentic feel. Yeah." That's interesting. There's definitely some wisdom in doing that. So you actually brought this to my attention. Why don't you go ahead and update the viewers on what you
1: found? What is or not oh, the viewers, the, sorry, the listeners. The content. Yes. Well, yeah, so, kid. so for those who listened, well, do you want to talk about, I'll talk about that in general, how I was bagging on, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just mentioned that. I was bagging on YouTube Red last week um, for having very little good content um, I and and pointing out that I thought of it merely as a service that took away my ads. It just never hits me that I'm paying for new content. I'm, I think of it as just, I'm paying so I don't have ads on YouTube. Um, and then I think the day after we talked about that, I saw the ad for, uh, the new karate kid series, which if it's not a hoax and it doesn't appear to be, it looks like it's an actual 10 part series, uh, with the original actors, uh, they've now grown up and, There's some sort of rivalry not too many details have been leaked that I can find at least haven't spent a lot of time looking into it but my point being it's gonna attract a lot of eyeballs because Karate Kid is a hugely popular uh, franchise Um, and then um, What was the other one? I I noticed Rhett and Link have a full show. Uh, It's like 10 episodes it is. I like the first. The first episode is kind of
0: interesting, and then I couldn't get into the rest. You could. Maybe I'm not. I guess I'm not already like I like Rhett and Link as like they're in, they're interesting individuals, but I've never been big into like Good Mythical Morning or anything. So yeah. maybe that's why. But uh, nonetheless, it's, I think it's one of the better series that YouTube has. Yeah.
1: Like, it'll, well, it'll be interesting because I don't. I think they're trying to grow out of their younger audience this is definitely, the shows are a little edgier, not bad by any means, but they're definitely edgier um, than their normal shows, the Good Myth, at least what I've seen of Good Mythical Morning. Uh, but what I noticed that I don't know how many people are familiar with Flight of the Conchords, um, their new show mimics the setup of, it feels like a Flight of the Concords episode. Two friends, I do two, two songs every show, which again, Good for them. I, I know those guys stopped doing Flight of the Concords because they said it was so hard to write good original songs that often. So I think they're going to run into the same problem. That's
0: true. Um, and you mentioned Karate Kid. Yes. And I don't know how we missed that. So that, I looked into that. That was announced in August of last year. Was it really? Uh-huh. So I, I was reading like some of the details. It was announced in August, but I had not heard of it until Everybody was reporting on across. this. I think it just kind of like resurfaced on the internet but like if you google it there's a lot of articles that date back in october where they first talk about Did they just barely release the i think even the trailer there's no way was also but um but yeah i guess a a quick recap on that we have the karate kid is make basically making a 10 episode half hour series comeback uh, of the original movie uh youtube red it's going to be coming out this year and it picks (laughs) off it picks up 30 years after the 1984 karate tournament. Um, And yeah, it's got all the uh, original cast main characters bringing it back. So that'll be interesting to see uh, a classic popular eighties movie, make a little reboot series with the original actors uh, on YouTube red. I think that'll definitely be a step in the right direction. When you watch it, it feels like it's going to be like a Netflix or an HBO
1: original um, so I'm, I'm on the screen right now. Um, the show is called Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. And the teaser trailer dropped onto our faces a week ago. Okay. So, so that's why this so is... So then the trailer started getting more so buzz. Yeah, they must have announced it, but okay. the trailer... There's no way anything like that could have existed for that long without me finding it. That's true. That's I'm a, true. I'm a big Karate Kid fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a little update to last week's... Um, some of the stuff we talked about last week, and I guess adding to that, we had some listeners reach out. I wanted to go through, uh, just grab a few of them. Obviously, I don't have time for for all of them, but I'll try to get to these comments as they apply. Uh, but Sarah Breck reached out. Uh, she said, "Quote: Pixel two only became available through one carrier is perfect. Or sorry, Pixel two only being available through one carrier is purposeful. So we talked about that. How one of the problems that Pixel two has." is it's only available through Verizon or Project 5, of course, but a lot of people aren't really counting that. Like one major carrier, Verizon. Uh, she's saying it's per- purposeful, and she actually brought the point that iPhone did the same thing in 2007 when it was available, I believe it was AT&T. It was the only way you could get the yeah. iPhone. Uh, she said this is part of uh, exclusivism. Exclusive- why can Exclusivity. I not say Exclusivity. There we go. So I got you on the show. To correct my horrible grammar here, and uh, part gauging how the device will succeed or fail, as well as limiting the dollars put into manufacturing since they're branching into this new sector of tech. So interesting insight, and I would agree yeah, with that. I, I think, think that there's exactly wisdom there because right. obviously the easier answer is, yeah, let's just get on all of the networks. But yeah, you look at how Apple was, and I think that probably did help where it's like, man, I got to get on at t now. So right now this is probably helping Verizon a lot for people who want a Google Pixel 2, don't necessarily want Project Fi and so they're making the jump to uh, Verizon, although I would recommend
1: going to Project Fi. I will say this too uh, and I think this is exactly what she's getting at. It's not just that it's exclusive is that Verizon, I think everybody agrees, has the best network in the most places. I know in your own town wherever you live it might not be, but as far as who has the be- who's guaranteed to give our phones the best Signal, so there's not a lot of internet chatter about problems with the phone. Mm-hmm. That seems like a no-brainer. Verizon's going to be the best experience for their users, and they're they're getting into the game so late that um, it they're very late, but but they're a huge company. They're Google, so I think people have such high expectations that they have to do these little things to make sure that there aren't people having major issues, and then just without really thinking it through, blaming it on the phone. Because they happen to be with, you know, Sprint or whatever, and, and Sprint's terrible in their area, and that's not a bad gun anybody with Sprint. I've been on with Sprint for uh, many, many years, up until I switched from to Google Fi, which is technically using Sprint's network a lot of the time.
0: That's true. So Sprint. it is what
1: it is. You choose what, you know, you, you make choices in life. There's not a bad network out there, as long as it's connecting your phone, but... That's true. But Verizon's is better. That just kind of is what it is.
0: Um... Well, Sprint would say uh, only a 1% difference, yet you're paying twice the, the amount. Is that really worth it? I don't know. We'll leave that up to you. They're all liars. Another comment we got. This one was on Twitter from at Alice and Mary. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, say thumbs up on the podcast. Would like to hear something about music apps made easy. I have an Apple library and a Google library. Would love to transfer the Apple purchases
1: to Google. Now you have done this. In the so past. I hope this is updated because this has been a couple years since I set mine up. But um, when I made the transition, what I did is Google has a, a desktop app called Music Manager, Google Play Music Manager, that you can download. Um, I wish I would have looked up quickly if that is available to use just on Chrome OS or Android. But I know you, I know Windows and Mac. You download it, you you sync your library one time. And then the nice thing is, um, I I could actually have it. So if I bought music on iTunes or if I uploaded something to iTunes, it would automatically sync with the music manager. And then since my desktop was, uh, on my Wi-Fi at home or whatever, it would then sync to my cloud and Google will back up there. I think, I think when they first started, it was unlimited. Then it went to like 50,000 songs. I'm not sure what the limit on that is. It's a number that's much larger than most people have in their own library, so. But the point is, um, you can you can back that up into your Google library.
0: And for streaming services, you are using Google Play Music right yes. now. I am on Spotify. I was using Google Play Music, and the one thing I like about Google Play Music uh, was that it comes with YouTube Red, and by that I mean you get access to all of the YouTube Red original content and you get ad-free YouTube. And I watch a lot of YouTube. I probably watch more YouTube than I watch live TV, Netflix or anything. Um, so that was actually nice. I did get off it though, because I went back to Spotify and the, the, what got me was discover weekly. I feel like, um, I felt like I was just listening to the same stuff over and over and the stuff that Google play was recommending, Felt repetitive as well, uh, whereas Spotify has a feature um, uh, called Discover Weekly, where every Monday they uh, pick 30 new songs based on your listening habits of the previous week, and it's never disappointed. It's been really good. So my theory is, this is just one one of many products that Google has. Whereas Spotify, they eat, drink, and sleep music. And so I feel like they've just have a better pulse in terms of like really curating better music. But remember last time I talked to you,
1: you disagree. Well, I disagree, but I will say, so one Google does what you're talking about. Probably I'm sure not as good. Um, but you can, you can have, you can do stations based on your listening. Um, But I would say the major difference is between me and you, it sounds like is you're looking for new music all the time. And I am not
0: looking for new music all the time. Which I think that's the difference. Yeah. If I wasn't, and I think it's because I listened, like I'd be going for runs like minimum 30, sometimes to an hour and a half of running. And you you hit like the same song and just like, I need new songs of a specific type. And uh, it was just very tough. Like, there would be new playlists that Google would recommend, but you would have a lot of like the same songs on those lists. I don't know. We'll just uh, cut your runs down to 10 or 15 minutes. It nest- solves that problem. Yeah, then only listen a few times a week. But, yeah, I do miss the ads, the ad-free. Sorry, I missed the ad-free YouTube. Oh, so you're not paying for Spotify. I am paying for Spotify. But it still has ads? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I meant uh, leaving um, Google Play Music. I uh, obviously I, I give YouTube up my brand. ad-free YouTube. Yeah, uh, so I do have YouTube Red Originals through my uh, YouTube TV, which is awesome, but uh, do not have ad-free YouTube. But I, I'm sure we'll have an episode in the future where we dig in a little bit deeper into streaming networks because Apple obviously is becoming a big player in the streaming space. Uh, so you got Spotify, Apple Music, and of course, Google Play Music. I would say probably three of the biggest uh, not counting SoundCloud, which is more independent type music. But um, yeah, thank you uh, for the comment there at Alice and Mary. Uh, and then uh, last one I wanted to go over and I think this will open up possibly a can of worms. Cause I know uh, Matt here has a lot of, Opinions on this. Uh, I do as well. This one's from Ian Sharik. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, he emailed in and said, I'm currently using the Pixel 2 XL and I love it. I also think it's hard for Google to sell phones because people just don't want to switch. They love their iPhones and Samsung phones. I'm hoping Google makes up their mind with their messaging apps. Go with either Allo or Android messages. For me, my one thing I always missed about an iPhone is iMessage. When I text on my Pixel, I feel like I'm in the early 90s. And uh, I was just watching uh, Unbox Therapy, one of the biggest tech YouTubers on YouTube. Uh, He did a video when they were at Vegas at the CES convention and there's a lot of like top tech tubers in one room and he asked each of them, like what phones are they using? And it was pretty well split between uh, the Google pixel Two XL and the Apple iPhone 10. Uh, well, when he asked about the 10 the common theme was I messages, what would it take to get you to switch over to Android? And, uh, almost every single one said I or something similar. So, and that's really, that's probably like the one thing I miss, coming from apple's ecosystem is just how fluid and beautiful and easy to use iMessages was especially uh being on your laptop all day it was nice getting a text message and then you could easily just reply on your computer without having to type out a message and there are workarounds on android nothing really official from google there are some third-party apps that you can connect and do that but it's just not the same but you have a
1: different View on this. Well, it, one, I think he's right that it's super fragmented. I mean, they they definitely have a very confusing take on with their messages. I started up until I got the uh, up until messages came out, which I think it was called Messenger. Didn't they just? I think they just changed the name recently. Yeah, I was doing everything through um, Hangouts. Hangouts, and then they. It Hangouts
0: made. was the closest. When I got the Pixel, I tried using Hangouts cuz that was kind of the closest because you could get Hangouts on your browser. I think they even had like a an app that you could download. I don't know. It might have just been a Chrome shortcut. But yeah, that was the closest, but it was still kind of clunky. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with people who are like outside of your network of friends that you want to chat with suddenly like, you know, people you barely know or like seeing when you're online on Gmail and it's just confusing. Well, yeah. Yeah. um, You got to
1: go into all your settings and
0: yeah, there's a lot of like customizations you had to do. So then I'm like, ah, I'll just go back. And I felt like some people were having issues reading my messages.
1: So I just went back to messages. So, but so, uh, they, well, they shut off a bunch of the functionality on purpose because they're trying to make Hangouts more of a business tool, move it more towards Slack, um, eventually. And, uh then they went with, uh, well, then what I did is I started using Google Voice. So I had, and I had voice. I was able to get all my messages um, from my desktop. And I actually really liked that. And I still think that's a more viable option than people think it is. And it actually has decent looking, like they updated the app and everything. It got a makeover, the website, got a got a, a big upgrade uh, material design. Um, but yes, the fact that there's like nine apps is confusing, um, but I don't think the prop like as Android message now I got to look it up because is it messenger or messages I know they switched it recently I've got my phone right here but it doesn't say it. it doesn't say the name of it right on it and this is gonna bug me. Android messages It's messages okay it was messenger it was Android messenger up until a few months ago so I think it does everything I don't I can't think of anything it doesn't do I think the only reason the the Apple experience is better is because the majority of the people you're texting are using an iPhone, and I don't know if I think as I don't think there's ever going to be a, an answer to that. I, I guess there are some like certain some. Uh, I mean, right now everything is SMS based, uh, but iMessages is not, right? Say it again. SMS like don't most texting services use? It's all SMS. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, iMessages is technically done through. It's a different um, Wi-Fi. Like it's it's done through internet.
1: And I know there's talk SMS of some kind of some a backup. universal stuff that is going to change all this, but I, if people are saying out loud, like prominent tech YouTubers saying I would switch over to Android if I could get Apple to, you know, put iMessages on, then they're of course they're never going to do it.
0: Yeah, Apple's <laughs> never going to Apple's never going to put iMessages cuz I think they know that would be the death of iPhones potentially. But I was just googling I, this article came up. This is from Lifehacker. Dot com. This is uh, February 9th, so just a couple weeks ago. Uh, article says, Google's Android Messages is about to copy iMessage's best feature. It says, Google released more messaging apps than I can remember. Allo, Android Messages, Messenger, Hangouts, Gchat, and the list goes on. And Google is very famous for releasing lots of the same product and trying to figure out which one actually works. And it's frustrating sometimes as a consumer, but that's a different story. But the company's never been able to come up with a single service that can easily handle your messages on all platforms the way iMessage does for iOS and Mac devices. Now Google may have finally figured it out by copying one of Apple's best features, desktop SMS messaging. Says the the latest update to Android messages doesn't change much, but it includes some code That may pave the way for future features. Android police dug into the update to reveal that Google is getting ready to launch a browser based version of Android messages for desktop and laptop computers. Mm. So that would be pretty big. Uh, It's still not as nice as having a native app right there down, like on the dock for like Mac users. I'm sure someone will build a uh, hack together kind of a fake app that just really just provides an easy shortcut But uh, it says that this would likely operate very similar to iMessages. So when someone texts you on your phone, assuming you have that window open on your uh, Chrome browser, I'm sure that's what they're going to build it in there for. um, You can go ahead and just start typing back text messages, which that's why I love Slack. Slack really is kind of similar to iMessages. I tell people close to me, like uh, on the other podcast uh, that I co-host, Blow the Fold, uh, we do a lot of our chatting through... Um, Slack, just because during the workday, the last thing I want to do is like sit there and have to hand type message. It's just easy when we can just go right back and forth. If I'm on the road or at lunch, I can still answer on my phone. Um, and that's really what iMessages is. It's just like their own Slack. Slack obviously built for businesses. But if Google has something like that, and I guess the, the big disadvantage Google has is they don't have a big operating system like Windows or Mac OS. So Apple has the advantage of owning, you know, two of the biggest operating systems, iOS and Mac OS. But, um, yeah, Google Chrome is, uh, everyone's using Chrome. So why not build something at least where I can have a tab open. So when I'm on my desktop, I can respond back to not only Android users, but also, um, iPhone users. I think that would be pretty big. Yeah. I'll be looking forward
1: to that launch there. But quite a bit of it, yeah, is just your individual setup. I can absolutely see why people love the iMessage. Uh, if you're using a, a MacBook, then once, absolutely. That makes life easier. Once you use iMessages, it's hard to
0: leave. But I think this could be... Assuming Google launches this and makes a lot of noise about it, uh, I think it could be big. My worry is that Google's going to launch it and like everything only like a, a select handful of nerds and hardcore Android users are going to know about it. And your typical user is not going to know that like, Oh, this is like a uh, I So there's no reason for them to switch over. Um, last thing I wanted to just briefly mention, I thought it was, I don't have a ton to say on it, but it was pretty interesting is nest, which is a security camera, home automation company, uh, purchased by Google some time ago. So they are Google owned. Uh, recently announced that Google assistant would be built into nest cameras, which that is interesting. Do you see any use? You have a camera in your garage. Do you see any use yourself for having the ability to say, I want to say, cause my phone's going to go off, but Google's little command and then giving it some type of direction, shopping list or whatnot. I
1: do because just well, bells for and cameras whistles. for sure. Wait, you're saying the assistant will be built into the camera itself? Yes. As in you can talk to the camera or I can talk to assistant and have the camera. You can already talk to the assistant and have the camera do stuff, but this... But,
0: when, but, when, but you'll be able to like be in your garage and look up at your Nest camera and say, hey, Google, add okay. this to my shopping list. And then yeah. it'll light up and add
1: it well, to your shopping list. I think it's basically just putting... Uh, the, the advantage is now you have a Google Home mini basically in all of your rooms you know i'm saying yep so you don't have to have it if you're okay with that so i have the the shield tv in my room which has google assistant that was part of one of their new updates um i do love the idea of being able to say show me my camera on my front door because i'm already watching my tv so that the that other way nice. around i could absolutely see wanting that do i really care if my camera's can order stuff from target for me. I'm not sure I do. Wait, did you say that you can get, um, Arlo? Well, I don't know. I don't As far as I know, I can't get Arlo. That's okay. What, I, mean, I use Arlo right now, which is, but I, but if, if you use nest, I would love to switch to nest because I would love that ability to, to just say, Hey, Google, bring up my, um, my cameras my front door, you know, and yep. and be able to just see that got my own command, but I can't right now because as far as I know, Arlo doesn't have that option. I would love that if they did. Yeah.
0: Arlo. I, that was the first camera I started using, which I liked, but then, um, then I got, well, then I got ring doorbell, which has been great. Um, although it, it does have its issues. And then, uh, Amazon came out with the Amazon cloud cam, which is pretty cheap compared to the competition. I think it's like 99 bucks. I got mine for, Um, $89 during Christmas and it's 1080p two-way audio, all that stuff, uh, free recording up to like 24 hours, no plan needed unless you want face IQ, uh, then you got to upgrade to their plan, but still that's all they have. Like nest, I feel like once they get this doorbell launched, which has already been announced, they're really going to have everything you need. The doorbell, the indoor and outdoor cameras, Amazon doesn't have that. Uh, Arlo, I feel like is a close competitor, but I feel like Arlo's software is still a little slow to respond.
1: Um, and my battery stopped working after about a year and a half. I have to buy a new battery. They won't replace it. On so, your Arlo? Yeah, and I brought the Pro. It's not like uh, it act- just basic. No, no, it's a, it's a, so it's the Arlo Pro. It's like 1080p camera. It's, it, but it's a battery. But it's an actual like chunk battery you can take uh, out. It's a, it's not rechargeable. It's rechargeable, but it's not working. It, but uh, you, like, I recharge it with a USB C. But beyond that, it's a USB C. The way it is, you have to use their exact cord they gave me mm. because it's such a long USB C, like the actual plug in part, only theirs will fit in. So I've got like 90 USB C cables laying around my house. None of them will work to recharge it. That's then annoying. I'm, oh, it's crazy annoying, uh, which I don't see why they would do that because I don't. I don't see them being that concerned about trying to make money off selling USB-C cables. Um, But then my battery stopped working. I took it in and uh, was told I'm just going to have to buy a new battery. But it's like, it's its own Arlo battery. It's a little square, removable, rechargeable battery. Hmm. So that's, I've been a little frustrated with uh, Arlo overall, but I've never, but it's wireless. It's completely wireless and I'm getting high def. So considering I've had it for almost two years now, it was a pretty cool product when it came out. Do you ever see yourself going nest? I think I, the nest ecosystem. I think I'm so entrenched in Google that it's inevitable. You got the thermostat. Yeah. Surprised you haven't got the thermostat well, yet. No, I, yeah. I don't have, well, cause I want to redo my house and then I'll redo all that stuff.
0: All right. Yeah. They got the thermostat. I don't have that kind of money. The cameras, I think the thermostat's like 200 bucks. I mean, they have different versions. I'm they sitting in here with, with you in the
1: middle of the day. <laughs> Well, no way I have that much money. One day, well,
0: that's my goal. I need to, I need to get a thermostat. But they cool. Hasn't happened yet. Well, very cool. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, it has been an enjoyable one. If you are listening on iTunes by chance, if you wouldn't mind taking thirty seconds to leave the show a good review, that would really mean. A lot and help a lot. Uh, if this is your first interaction with Tech Audit TV, check out the main show on YouTube by simply searching Tech Audit TV on YouTube. I'd also love to hear your feedback. As you can see, I do read it. I do try to respond. And of course, if it uh, is worthy enough, I'd love to bring it up on the show and talk more about it. So you can email me as much or as little as you would like at Tech TV at gmail.com. Pretty straightforward there. Or you can find me on Twitter at TechAuditTV. We'll see you next time.